Hi everyone, it's me, Edges. And you know that when you hear my voice, that means we got some new Patriots. And tonight, we have two new Patriots. So up first, we have Derek Harris. Derek, you came and joined us. That makes you one thing, Patriot. Thank you for being a Patriot. Thank you for joining Patreon. Love it. Up next, we have Damon Rinker. Damon, big fan. I'm a big fan of you. You want to know why? Because now you're a Patriot. And as a Patriot, you've joined an elite squad of wonderful, beautiful people, much like Derek Harris, who are Patriots. Thank you for being a Patriot. Thank you for supporting this show. So everyone out there, if you want to support this show, you too can be, become a Patriot. Patreon.com slash Million Popcorn. Go there and do it and support these gentlemen. All right, guys. Peace. Medium popcorn. Hey folks, it's your boy Brandon Collins. And if you are in the New York area on Friday, July 7th, please come out to my stand-up comedy show, Comedy Outliers, which will be hosted at Union Hall at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tickets are available at AmericanComics.com. Doors open at 9.30, showtime at 10 p.m. We're going to be doing a lot of stand-up comedy. We have some amazing comedians on the lineup. And it's just going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be drinking. There's going to be some prizes, all that good stuff. So remember, AmericanComics.com for tickets if you're in the New York area on Friday, July 7th. And if you're not, continue supporting this podcast, Medium Popcorn, by going to Patreon.com slash Medium Popcorn, where you get hundreds and hundreds of bonus hours of content. We have and $15 tiers. All of it helps to support the show as well as helps you get extra content from us. All right, y'all. Now here's our episode. Medium popcorn. We are too near. And Justin Brown for your moving needs Medium popcorn Woo! You haven't seen it, well we're gonna spoil it Spoil it in your face That's your warning uh. So if you get pissed, it's all your fault uh. Smack it up and put it down, this is your boy Eddie Collins Guys, and this is Justin Brown. And we are Medium Popcorn here with some more movie news and trailer reactions. Movie news in your ear. And we've had a lot, man. We've had a lot since we last recorded, man. A yeah. lot of things have happened, some tragedies, mm-hmm. some uh, some interesting things in the Hollyweird uh, industry. Did you just say Hollyweird? Yeah, because it's fucking weird, man. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Uh, but first off, you uh, got to say uh, rest in peace to Treat Williams, who was the star of Everwood, one of my favorite shows, and Hair. Uh, he died at the age of 71 after a motorcycle accident uh, in which he flew 15 feet into the air after his chopper collided with the SUV in Vermont. Yeah. So uh, that's a bit of a rough death, but, um, you know, he was a, he, I, I really enjoyed him as an actor. He did a lot of the substitute. Um, oh, no, that was, yeah, he did the substitute sequels, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mostly know him from Everwood. That was one of my favorite shows uh, in my teenage years. You so. would. Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> You would. <laughs> Rest in peace to uh, Treat Williams. Um, any any specific projects that he was in that you remember? No substitute, man. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He, he 
did take over from Tom Berenger, and somehow those movies got more wackadoo. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, another death that happened. Uh, we lost a few old white guys uh, <laughs> the past two weeks, but you know that's not to dismiss anything because they're white guys. Just saying, like they, the drop of life flies. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Um, but Cormac McCarthy, author of Don't Cut You for Old Men, my favorite of his was the The Road. Uh, dies at 89. He uh, His first bestseller was All the Pretty Horses, and he wrote the screenplay for Ridley Scott's The Counselor. Um, very solid writer. Like, I always, his stuff is quick. Mm. Like, it never took more than, like, a few days to read his stuff. So, um, rest in peace, sir. And a lot of his movies got adapted to into movies, All Pretty Horses. That was a movie by Billy Bob Thornton with Matt Damon and Penelope Cruz. The Road was a movie with Beagle Mortensen. Then he had The Counselor, which was uh, with... Uh, um, Penelope Cruz, Michael Fassbender and stuff. So, well, he, he did his thing as a writer. How many years? 81, right? 89. Oh, 89. Shit. Well, yeah, that's a run, baby. Yeah. That's a run. You can't even say, oh, man, rest in peace. It's like, bro, it's time. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. Happy, you know, happy uh, trails. Yep. And he was working until his late age, too. He was working. Yeah. Um, and speaking of working uh, into your elder years, uh, Linda Hamilton has joined the cast for Stranger Things, the final I know, season. Oh man, I just Sarah Connor. I know she's gonna be on the bullshit. She has to be on the bullshit. What do you mean? I mean, she's gonna be some sort of villain. Maybe. I mean, that, I thought the thing, same thing about because uh, you think about like the James Cameron like eighties because she was in Terminator mm. and stuff like that, yeah. right? And so I thought the same thing about Paul Reiser, who was the villain in Aliens, and in Stranger Things. I think season two, it's hinted like it's implied that he's a villain. But then he becomes a good guy, so. He's kind of riding the line. Yeah, because he, he takes care of Eleven, but he also, like, puts him in like some bad flip. positions. He'll flip on some, on some bullshit. But uh, Linda Hamilton, man, she's 66. Yeah. Dude, I still remember when I saw Terminator 2, I felt so weird because it's a very masculine role, the Sarah Connor role. Yeah. But she was so badass, it was kind of sexy. Oh, no, 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 yeah. Like, no, as a kid, sure. I remember being like, I don't know how I feel right now. You know what I mean? You know, even when I watched that movie, I, I wasn't, you know, getting boners off of, <laughs> off of Sarah I was Connor. a horny kid, man. I was Apparently, a really horny kid. Apparently so. At Holy a way shit. too young age. I was a really fucking horny kid, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. something going on with you. I don't know. But uh, in um, other, it's not confirmed casting news or anything like that, but Tom Cruise and Scarlett Johansson are absolutely going to start a project together. This is after uh, Scarlett Johansson at the premiere of uh, Asteroid City, which came out on Juneteenth weekend, one of the whitest movies ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she said, um, when asked who she, who's an actor she would like to work with, that she hasn't gotten a chance to. She said, I would love to work with Tom Cruise. And of course, Tom Cruise at the Rome premiere of Mission Impossible, Death Reckoning Part 1. So many fucking Part 1s yeah, this year. Yeah. He was like, he was like, she's amazing. There's, that, there's a great actress and a movie star. Yes, it's going to happen. I'm like, yeah. If you hear Scarlett Johansson wants to work with you, you're going to be like, she does, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Colin Jost ain't going to bring that heat that I can bring. <laughs> bring the Scientology into her life. <laughs> oh, she's going to be clear all right. <laughs> I got some. She, she's going right. to be, I'm going to that. I'm going to go clear all over <laughs> her backside. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> more casting news. Uh, these are just rumors, folks. These are just rumors, but. We're not a gossip mill. It's just, you know, just reading what the news is posting. Uh, Ryan Seacrest is apparently in early talks to replace Pat Sajak as Wheel of Fortune host. 
Um, Pat Sajak originally uh, announced that last season. That his next next season is his last season, right? Yeah. And so he's making the run, the fi- the, the triumphant run. Yeah. And so Ryan Seacrest is uh, apparently a candidate that is very much contending for the role, which has to be crazy for Kelly Ripa because she's like, nigga, didn't you just quit my show because you said you were too busy? Now you want to host Wheel of Fortune? And he probably wants to host American Idol and shit. Like, where does this guy get the time? Yeah. Yeah. He must have clones. He seems like the kind of white guy that had the money that he could clone himself. I mean, technically, uh, he definitely does have the money. But it's just because he was like good friends with Merv Griffin. Okay, who's that? Uh, He was actually the creator of uh, Wheel of Fortune. Oh, okay. Or like one of the the producers. You ever heard Merv Griffin? No. Yeah, old, 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 older guy, old, old Hollywood. Uh, so, like, they're saying that that may be a reason why he has, um, uh, you know, an in for being the next host of uh, Wheel of Fortune. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So, I mean, it could be bullshit. But yeah. yeah. Um, some disappointing casting news that actually hasn't come to to be. Um, for Deadpool 3, obviously, we know Hugh Jackman's returning as Wolverine as well as a few other characters from previous Deadpool movies. One actress that will not be coming back for the threequel is Zazie Beetz, who played Domino in the last Deadpool movie. Uh, uh, recently, she said, um, well, I'm not actually in Deadpool 3, so I don't know what they're doing about improvisation. I assume they're probably taking a pause, but I'm excited to watch it, which is uh, disappointing because uh, I thought she was fun, and they uh, they gave her an you outfit. Just, that you I- just want to see her on that screen. Mm-hmm. You want to see them cakes. Man, those cakes were popping in that movie. Did you see it? Of course I saw yeah, it. Man. Yeah, man. I I'm not going to pay to see that. And they were in slow-mo, too, when she was moving. Mm-hmm. Lordy, lordy. Um, some <laughs> things in development. Uh, so, obviously, Mario was a huge hit for Illumination. Yeah. Uh, apparently, their next Nintendo project that they're working on will be The Legend of Zelda. Now, mind you, I don't know if you saw, but Executive said, who said that? That's not actually happening. It's it's definitely happening. I think there was just a lot of concern online about what the tone's going to be. Because Mario, that's like a playful, like, very kitty tone. Mm. But depending on what Zelda game you play, most of them are pretty fucking serious and heavy. Mm. Like, they're not, like, cutie. They're not cute little movies and shit. Like, you're going to epic quests, and you get you kind of get fucked up. You got to go through some trials and tribulations. Uh Ganon is not a villain to be played with. You, you don't jump on the back of a horse. You yeah, know, you got a whole. Thing you got a whole lot of things, man. You got fucking. There's a lot that you can do with Zelda, but it's also like you can't play it too kitty because otherwise you're gonna turn off the base that's been playing this shit since the '90s. You know what I mean? Yeah, but at the same thing, at the same time, I don't think that Zelda is the same kind of property that's gonna get the same kind of uh, notoriety. Mm. I think that it's actually a wash. They shouldn't even bother. Hmm. I mean, they clearly want to build up towards some kind of uh, their own Nintendo Endgame thing because they, they have shouldn't. so many properties they can play <laughs> they with. <shouldn't. laughs> yeah, I, I know, but it's just like that's clearly what they kind of probably want to do, at least like leading up to some Super Smash Brothers thing. I know, which is going to be stupid. Yes, there's no way to do a plot that makes. It's like Mortal Kombat. Like you're never going to make a plot that makes all this fighting, this nonsensical fighting, make sense. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just not gonna happen. No, I don't care if you get fucking the best screenwriter in the business 
to take a crack at that script. It's not going to make sense. Yeah, it's going to be stupid. Or it's going to be so different from the source material that people are going to be like, what the fuck is this? But then again, what's the source material? Super Smash Brothers. True. Yeah. true. That's very true. All right. Um, in uh, more development news, there's oh a boy. new Leprechaun movie in the works at Lionsgate. Philippe Vargas, Helmer of the award-winning short film Milk Teeth, will direct the latest project, center on a shoe-shining, gold-protecting, ven- vengeance-dispensing being from Irish folklore. So it's going to begin a fresh start uh, within the next few uh, few months. Well, I guess probably it's on pause because the the writer's yeah, strike. I mean, but but you the know. script was being worked on by a lot, the live-action Leo and Sitch um, screenwriter Mark Mike Van Weiss. Which is crazy that um, actually uh, Leprechaun is their longest running uh, property. Yeah, dude. coming out it came out what nineteen ninety three, so that's thirty years in the making. It was like yeah. okay, I don't know, man. I mean, the Leprechaun, the Leprechaun movies are just not good. But there's there's some sometimes there's some interesting stuff there, but it's just so fucking crazy. You mean like Leprechaun in the Hood? <laughs> Fucking Ice T pulling that bat out of his half was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Guys, check out the Leprechaun in the Hood uh, a review on uh, Patreon. It's yeah. absolutely absurd. I mean, Leprechaun in the Hood too, as well. Back oh, to the yeah, Hood. That's right. Oh, we that's did, right. That's and right. then we did the original Leprechaun. That's also on the paywall yeah. too. So, Patreon.com slash Media Powercom. We're telling y'all, it's not just brand new bonus content, but you get all the archives, lots of juicy shit. The audio quality, you know, is, it's just fine, but there's so many funny things in the old catalog. Shit that, like, people still pop up with me and say, I can't believe you said this, or yeah. y'all, move, y'all did y'all do this movie? And we're like, yeah, we did it years ago. Come yeah. on, get it together. Come on now, baby. Patreon.com slash Media Popcorn, baby. Come on, get on it. So I posted this uh, news story because I, I wanted to hear your take, given that you have children mm-hmm. and you watch a lot of Disney and, you know, uh, various cartoons and shit. So Disney is greenlit a Disney Junior's aerial animated inspi- series inspired by The Little Mermaid, starring a black aerial. Um, and then other popular characters, this is King Trident, Ursula, Sebastian, and Flounder, as well as new exciting additions. So this will premiere on Disney platforms starting in 2024. Yeah. So... I guess you're going to get more uh, black uh, characters for your, your boys to watch. Uh, they probably won't watch this. You don't uh, think so? Uh, Jackson's not going to be interested. You're not going to be interested in Ariel? No. Looking like him? No. Mm. He, he ain't going to be interested. He, he, he's, he fucks with Spider-Man heavy. And they fuck with Bluey on Disney+. Plus. And the white girl? What? Does he like white girls? Do you, do you know what kind of girls like your sons? <laughs> what? <laughs> He's what? four years old, Brandon. I be seeing those stories that Paula be posting with like the white girls be like, Jackson, come play in the flower garden with us. And he's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's mad happy. No, but Jackson Jackson just likes attention. Oh, uh, okay. So, but well, like, I mean, he, all, is, he all, is John Legend's son. <laughs> all little girls love Jackson. It's funny because someone recently said to me, your son looks just like John Legend's uh, uh, son. I'm just like, well, there it is. <laughs> yeah, Paul, you got some splaining to do. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. It'd be so funny if, like... And a stranger no, said no, that, this, too. This wouldn't be funny for you, but it'd be funny if, like... Just one night when Paula gets drunk, she comes home like after hanging out with her girlfriend. She's like, Justin, it just happened in London. I went on a trip, and John Legend was at the club. And I was like, oh, Lordy. Because you know I love John Legend. And you're like, I know you like John Legend. She's like, but I met John Legend. You're like, you met John Legend. She's like, and, ah. and you're just like, no. And it's John Legend's baby. It's John Legend's baby. Well, then I got to kill John Legend. 
And then, and then, and then that, the title and screen, you, Kill John Lynch. And I hope, Justin, I hope you know this. I'm down to help. I'm like, I'm like Jeremy Renner in the town when Ben Affleck goes to him. He's like, I want you to ask any questions. I just know we're going to hurt some people. I'm that nigga for you. Why you gonna, Why you want to kill John Legend? I don't want to kill him, but I know if I help you with this, you can help me with Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a, I'd be lying if I didn't say I had ulterior motives for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You fucking mess. <laughs> uh, speaking of messes, Sarah Polly is in talks to direct a live-action Bammy for Disney. As if Disney needs more trauma. <laughs> I know. It's just like that opening scene of Bambi's yeah. mama uh, catching them bullets is not going to be good. I mean, the, the movie's already heavy in production. Apparently, the musical it's going to be a musical, and the mu- it's going to feature music from six-time Grammy-winning country star Casey Musgraves, which means it's going to be country as fuck. Yep. And then uh, it already has a screenplay that has a draft in by Mika Fitzer, um, Fitzman, Blue, and Nora Harpster, who I guess were writers in Transparent. So, I mean, I, do we need a live-action Bambi? Do I need to see? I need to see a deer catch them bullets, nigga. Is that how she died? She catch a bullet? Yeah. yeah remember, it, like, it was like Bambi's like, Mama, Mama. Mm-hmm. And then you hear a bang, and you see the birds fly and yep. shit. And then you see her dead body. I was like, God damn. Yeah. Poor Bambi's Mama. Probably delicious, though. She probably was delicious. Some more Disney news. Uh, Disney has moved a slew of high-profile movies um, around the theatrical yeah, calendar. Some of them are pretty far Holy back. Holy shit, yeah, man. I mean, we're talking... So we got two Star Wars movies scheduled for 2026 now, which then push ba- pushes back Avatar by a year from December 2024 to December 2025. Mm-hmm. Additionally, Avatar 4 will now hit theaters in December 2029, followed by Avatar 5, in December 2031, meaning four and five will now open three years later than previously announced. How old will Jackson be in 2031? Uh, in 2031? That's almost, yeah, it's almost. Uh, that's eight years away, yeah. bro. He'll be 12. That's going to be crazy. He's going to be almost a teenager by the time the last Avatar comes out. Yeah. He's going to be old as fuck. So are you, Nick. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, Deadpool will now open on Deadpool three will now open on May third, twenty twenty four, instead of November eighth, twenty twenty four, and then the Avengers King Dynasty twenty twenty three. You mean? No, November. Uh, yeah, May third, twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty three would have been now. You wait, hold on. It, it got pushed up. Yeah, it got pushed up. Oh, okay. I no, okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, was, I was like, wait a second. Come on, bro. <laughs> And, uh, and on the Marvel front, uh, Avengers the King Dynasty has been pushed the year to May 1st, yeah. 2026, uh, w- which makes sense considering their main focus on that movie, he's dealing with assault charges that aren't mm-hmm. going to be resolved at least until this fall. On top of that, they don't have a script, so, yeah. you know. Um, and then Avengers Secret War has been pushed the year to May 7th, 2027, um, which is going to be interesting because I don't even know if that's going to work. Because I think they want different directors for King Dynasty and Secret Wars. So you can't do what you did with Infinity War and Endgame where you shot them back to back because that's insane to do with two different directors. Yeah. So I, I, I honestly don't think that, that those release dates are going to stick. Um, and then Moana has been uh, announced to have a theatrical release date on June 27th on my birthday, 2025. And then I guess there's a new alien coming out in uh, August uh, 16, 2024, which would be nice if they finally got that right. 
And then, uh, like I said earlier, two Star Wars movies are being uh, released um, within the next few years. The first one coming December 18th, 2026. And then another one currently on December 17th, 2027. So <laughs> that, was, that was your stomach. And then a bunch of Marvel movies like Captain America, Brave New World got pushed to July 26th, 2024. Thunderbolts is to December 20th, 2024. So Disney does a lot of things where they state their claim on dates. Yeah. Because they're such a juggernaut. Like, other studios don't really want to fuck with those dates. Yeah. But we're not going to get Blade till February 14th, 2025. Yeah. I mean, it's smart to release it during Black History Month. True. Um, and then Fantastic Four is not coming until May 2nd, 2025. Jesus Christ. But then they could even be delayed even further because of the writer's strike. So, yeah. yeah a, lot, a lot of movement happening in uh, Marvel. Um, and other, other comic book stuff, too, recently. De- uh, Daredevil, Born Again, and the Penguin series have fully paused production until the WGA strike ends. I know. Um, and that's because I think the strikers were disrupting production, as well as they probably need to do some rewrites, and they can't do that shit because there's a strike. Yep. So, I mean, and they're saying they haven't released uh, whether it's going to be actually postponed, uh, you know, the actual series. Mm. Uh, but I think they are going to, depending on how far they're, you know, ahead in the series, though, yeah. they could end up splitting it off into two, two parts. Two yeah. parts. Yeah, because Daredevil is going to be pretty long. I think it's going to yeah. be like 20 something episodes, yeah. right? So they could easily split that, yeah. depending on, like you said, how far along they are. Um, and the Penguin only has eight episodes, so the fact that they're pausing means that they're probably going to have to delay. They're that. probably going to have to delay because that means they're going to be there's gonna, there's probably rewrites that need to be done, and yeah. they just don't want Matt Reeves is like I'm not fucking with that. You know, I know he finished the draft for the Batman too, but I'm sure he wants to make some changes to that or something like that. And just is like you studios figure this shit out because I'm I'm not crossing that picket line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas with Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds is going full speed ahead with that shit. And he technically is part of WGA. And you goddamn know there's improvising happening on that set. Oh, yeah. There's no way he's not just riffing. And so that counts as writing. Mm. So Ryan Reynolds is technically a scab, but he's so big that it's not going to impact him. Yeah. But it's like, you're fucking, you're, you're so full of shit if you try to convince me that on that, the, that pool set, they're not improvising. It's a, yeah. It's a comedy. Yeah. It's and Ryan Reynolds. It's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it's insane. Um, but yeah, it's a bit disappointing that there's going to potentially be delays with uh, the Daredevil series and all no, that but, shit. No, but you know, at the same time, you know, people need to get their damn money. And, yeah. uh, and you know, the only way it's going to happen is if, uh, you know, shit shuts down. Yeah. The studios it are like, what it is. the writer's strike isn't going to impact anything. It's like, well, it clearly is. Yeah. Because clearly is. Uh, I mean... It's not just the writer strike too. It's also movies bombing. Apparently, there's a Batman Beyond movie starring Michael Keaton that was being lined up before the Flash tanked at the box office. Yep. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Not happening. Now I haven't seen the Flash yet. I have not seen it. I have. Um, and what were your initial thoughts? Because people have been asking, "Are you guys going to do a review of the Flash?" And it's funny because you were adamant about not seeing it, and you saw it, and mm-hmm. I was like, "I'll see it," and I'm like. Not in any rush to see it. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, I I don't think it was worth the hype. They mm-hmm. very much overhyped it. Yes. Uh, th- this whole thing, Ezra Miller uh, came out and gave the greatest performance. No, it is not the top uh, comic book movie. And all the people saying, uh, saying that are absolutely out of their goddamn minds. Yeah. Um, 
they did do a few things right, and Ezra, Ezra Miller did do some uh, pretty decent character growth mm. uh, for the character. Obviously, not for his character because he's you know Ezra Miller, um, but like it's not enough to save that movie. Michael Keaton's cool, you know. Kara, yeah. uh, she's cool in, in the film. That actually seems really hot in that outfit. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like had a thing for the original Supergirl, like mm-hmm. that old, what was that, the 80s or some shit? The blonde? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like she looked like, she looked like a badass. Well, then movie. you'll you'll enjoy some of the things okay. that happen in the movie. Cool, cool. Uh, but um, it, it's, the yeah, the, also the thing that I guess will always bother me, he runs like a fucking idiot. Mm. And like it's very, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Cause like the Flash is like, kind of like a, he, an athlete, yeah, and he runs like a freaking idiot. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why would he run the way yeah. that he runs? Well, you know, people will. Everyone's running from something, you know. But uh, yeah, apparently Kevin Smith on his uh, latest episode of Batman Beyond, Batman on uh, yeah, Batman Beyond. Um, this source got the name of it wrong. Uh, said that Warner Brothers DC Studios were planning to move forward with a Batman Beyond film starring Michael Keaton if The Flash proved to be successful enough at the box office. However, given that uh, it, did, it underperformed even Black Adam mm-hmm. this opening weekend, uh, that's probably not happening. Um, and supposedly there was a Daniel uh, Casey Penn script for an animated take that was supposedly going to be developed uh, as a Batman project for Warner Brothers and be its answer to Sony's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse franchise, which I was worried about. Because across the Spider-Verse, I think it's kind of like the Dark Knight. I feel like it's going to have that kind of effect where a lot of people are like, let's start doing animated movies. Now, if DC can figure out how to step up their animation with the storytelling that they already do, they could have something. Yeah. Because we always talk about, especially the Batman animated movies mm-hmm. and stuff, we really like those. But the Justice League ones are good, yeah, too. Yeah, but if they could step up the animation quality significantly... I they mean, could because because those movies, they're not necessarily, those are they're like dark. TV. But they're yeah. also dark. No, no, no. The scripts are fucking phenomenal. Yeah. But like, as far as like, yeah, they have to bring up the production value yeah. uh, to, for, for me to watch that in the theater and not on my TV at home. They need to do some work. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Speaking of Batman, uh, Batman Brave and the Bull, which is one of the films announced under the James Gunn regime at uh, Warner Brothers, has uh, been confirmed to be directed by Andy Machete, who um, inked the first deal, look deal with Warner Brothers. He just recently um, directed The Flash. Yeah. Um, and apparently they liked his work so much. I mean, he was dealt a shitty hand, but like we talked about uh, in another episode we recorded this evening, you take risks as like you know creative, mm-hmm. and that, sometimes those risks involve... Who you're, who you're butts with, like to collaborate with, talent, crew, all that stuff. Now, to be fair to Andy Machete, he was given Ezra Miller. It's not like he auditioned Ezra Miller. Yeah, for he, the he grandfathered. He, in. Yeah, he inherited yeah. that. Yeah, right. So, and from what I heard is that he did a decent job dealing with the weight of the project, handling all the different things in it. Um, he also did the It movie, so I think Warner Brothers is kind of like okay. Yeah, like I mean, you, you I, make us money. I still think one. The, I, th- I still think the first It movie is probably one of the best horror films in the past like twenty years or so. Yeah, it's really Agreed. good. Um, the second one leaves a lot to be desired, but I have my own reasons for that. Um, but yeah, I'm not the. I gotta see the Flash before I make you know any real like 
formulate any real thoughts on it, but I wish that they got in. I actually really would have liked to see Ben Affleck direct the Batman movie. Mm. I would have liked to see what he would have done because he was so excited when he got booked in that and all the stories about how big of a Batman fan he was. Like, he did Daredevil because he couldn't do Batman. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I would have loved to see with him, like, in his style, like, with the town and, and Argo and stuff like that, what he would have done with a uh, kind of a, Batman, a gritty Batman. But we're already getting that with Matt Reeves. Yeah. And we're actually getting it a little bit better because that's essentially, like, the live action of the dark, you know, the, the animated series and shit. So... Like, I'm kind of like, I don't really need another Batman unless, like, he's going to really do something cool. I know they're bringing in Damien. But for me, Damien's an annoying character. Mm. Damien's an annoying and problematic character. Because I don't know if you're going to be able to get audiences to really fuck with, like, ignorant audiences that don't know much about Damien Wayne to get them into this kid that's killing people and Batman's training him to be good and try to redeem him. Because some people will never see that kid as redeemable. Yeah. And I've always kind of had an issue with it because Damien's always been towing the line between his dad and Ra's al Ghul, his granddad. Yes. And so for and me... Talia. Yeah, Talia's always been in the middle of that shit because yeah. she's like, oh, I love my papa, but Bruce got that dick. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's essentially kind of what she says in her, a lot of her dialogue. She kind of says that a lot, dude. That's why he's always like detective because he detected my daughter's pussy. <laughs> 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 He's like, I'm gonna go in this lava pit before I fucking, I fucking blow a conniption. So, so it's like, I make sure you can't beat me. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna cuck me, motherfucker. Um, actually, that'd be weird. Yeah, that's right. I was like, whoa, Brandon. Whoa. I mean, we never know who Raz Al Ghul's wife was, or like who uh, Talia's mama was. I can tell you, she's a badass chick. I'm, I'm just gonna say, <laughs> yeah. I can see Talia's mom being bad as fuck. So Bruce uh, might be worse. Like, Bruce might be like, I'm gonna get the. The, the dessert and the appetizer. Oh, yeah, I knew something crazy was coming. I know. And that didn't even make sense. But that's what we do, baby. But uh, are you, after seeing the Flash movie, though, would you be into that, that director and that kind of, that, that approach being applied to Batman? That? No. Okay. Um, well, even with what he did with Batman, no, with no, like no, no, Michael no, Keaton on. and stuff? Hold on. It's, um, because the the Flash uh, movie is also a very convoluted film. Okay. Right? Also, um, uh, it doesn't necessarily look that great. And there's a lot of... I heard of, that. Yeah. There's also, like, some things where they're trying to be funny and it's just not funny. Mm. You know, like, there are some scenes. I don't... I We'd have to see what he would do yeah. with the Batman... And, and now, because the Batman that was in this, uh, was in Flash, is going to be different. This movie's going to be much darker. Okay. So, therefore, it's like, it, it's hard to say that, like, you know, because it's, it's going to be apples to oranges here. Mm. Okay. Interesting. So, I, I would be open to it. Because also, Batman is the best part of the, uh, the Flashpoint. I mean, Flashpoint, the uh, Flash. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I mean, Michael Keenan back as Batman. I mean, for people of our generation, that's exciting. For other people, uh, I think the biggest issue they have with the Batman thing, too, apparently, is that unless you're, like, our age or older, like, Michael Keaton isn't really your Batman. You're not really familiar with that take on it. Yeah. It's almost like us being distant from Adam West, in a way. Yeah. And younger people, like, Christian Bale's their Batman, yeah. right? Or, like, even younger now, it's Robert Patterson. Mm -hmm. And so, but also for the younger generation, like, Gen Z or whatever, fuck, 
they're kind of over superhero movies. Because if you think about it, they've been seeing this shit all their lives. Yeah. It's like when, I imagine it's like when we were kids and all we did was be raised on Disney 2D animated movies. Eventually it was like, all right, what's next? And then that's when Pixar started doing shit. And we're like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? Well, no, 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 no. All those uh, Disney 2D uh, animation movies, a lot of them were done before we were born. So you got to remember. Well, some of them were, yeah. yeah. But I'm talking about the Disney Renaissance. You yeah, know I mean? we, we, you know, you had uh, like the, the Little Lion Mermaid, King, yeah. Little Mermaid. Lion, Lion King. Yeah. And stuff Beauty like and that. The Beast. But, you know, we, but those came, where those came out, those, uh, you know, we weren't. We were the, just the, little twinkles in our father's eye. Right? That's what you're trying to say? Are, are, are you saying that we were swimming around in a daddy's nuts? Because oh, that's what you meant. Because <laughs> a twinkle in your father's eye ain't quite the same as being a twinkle in his nuts. But <laughs> I love how you're always like looking at me like, Brandon said some wild shit. And then you'll just say something completely... Because I, because I know how much is gonna bother oh, you. Yeah, I know how insane. to get to you. That's I know insane. how to get to you. Uh, but yeah, so um, I think it's a little different because they're they're churning out these movies every fucking year. Mm-hmm. We weren't getting a new Disney movie, you know, at this rate. Yeah. So I don't think I I don't think it's like kind of the same thing. Got it. The new Disney movie came out like every two to three years or something like that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Like yeah. they're literally getting one every every six months. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. There's still a bunch more to come out this year. Yeah, you got the Blue Beetle, the Marvels. You got Aquaman too. What else you got? You got obviously Secret Invasion just came out. There's just a lot, man. It's too much. Yeah, it's too much because there's not enough new shit. Yep. But you know, uh, speaking of new shit though, uh, HBO and their uh, and Warner Brothers Discovery and their quest to monetize as much as they can of their assets. They are looking to make a deal with the rival Netflix, a distribution deal that might start with uh, titles like Issa Rae's comedy Insecure going over to the streaming platform, but it won't be exclusive deals. So HBO will HBO Warner Bros. Discovery will still be able to like host their own shit Hmm. on Mac. So you could find Insecure or something like that on both streaming platforms. But it's interesting because I've been reading a lot about how like down the line, like all these streaming services might consolidate the way they like Showtime. It's being consolidated yeah. to Paramount Plus and all shit. I still don't think it's going to make anything profitable. Yeah, but it does make sense for it to be all consolidated. I mean, it sucks, man. It, it really sucks that everyone tried to copy Netflix. Yeah, because if everyone just stuck to their own thing, doing their own channels, uh, stay to you know, not worried about making streaming movies. I mean. It would have hurt writers, especially in regards to like how much work there was for the past few years. But then it would have given writers so much power to push back on things like Netflix. Yeah. Because like, hey, you're fucking up the whole model for the whole business. Yep. So we're not going to do deals with you until you revise shit to make it work. But now because everyone tried to follow that fucking model, everyone's fucked. Yep. And Netflix and Apple. And I mean, Netflix was probably going to have their own problems in about a year. But Apple and Amazon, who got into the streaming game. They could take a loss for a long time on this shit. Yeah. They could just keep churning out shit and like just be like, oh, like our cute little streaming service. It's like peanuts to them. It's just it, the whole game is fucking crazy. But what do you think about Max content potentially going to Netflix or hosting some? I mean, this is not necessarily the first time it's happened. Yeah. I mean, the Max uh, content hasn't been on there in what, a decade now? Mm-hmm. 
uh, or HBO, whatever. Yes, yeah. um, you know, it hasn't been on there in a decade. Uh, you know, I know the reason that they're doing it because most people have Netflix and they're going to capitalize on someone finding a show on there and they're like, oh shit, yeah, oh, there is another Sex in the City uh, thing yeah. out, and then now they want to subscribe to watch that, and you yeah. know, so you know, it makes sense, but also it's just one of those things. It's like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's I think that's the main thing. It's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What's the whole purpose? What's yeah. what's our our game, game plan? Yeah, and they clearly don't have one because that's why people are on strike. Yep, and continue to strike. By uh, the next recording of movie news, we should know whether or not the actors have struck. Yeah, so that'll be an interesting conversation for us to have. Um, and the last news story is now why audiences more likely to watch shows with diverse casts. Samba TV reports and water is wet. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? One of the one of the, the Samba TV State of Diversity Report's uh, key takeaways were, after examining viewing patterns for households of different ethnicities, the audiences are, uh, they found that audiences are more likely to engage with content where they see themselves represented. More specifically, the study found a po- positive correlation of 43% among households of diverse ethnicities watching programs with higher percentages of non-white stars. Summer reports that black households saw the strongest correlation with 67% watching programs with a higher percentage of black leads. You know, black people are looking to see themselves not just in one way in media. I mean, yeah. you know, you just attended my drum black history show and black people showed up for that shit. Cause they're like, we never get anything like this. Well, you know, and, and I know that they, they say it's like, you know, compared to Latinos, compared to, uh, you know, other ethnicities and stuff like that, we're at a, such a higher yeah. rate. But it's also you have to realize that black people have different ways of communicating than most other people. Mm -hmm. We also have uh, a different viewpoints on like the black perspective and, and, you know, how we uh, view view the world and and such. And when that is we see something which is uh, seemingly authentic uh, to us and that black experience, it speaks to us in a completely different way because black, you know, people. Black people, we are, we're different. Mm-hmm. We are literally the one race that is 100% different than everybody else. Our culture is just so fucking different. Yeah. And once, once people realize that, and is why when we watch a movie and you can tell that wasn't written as a black character, they just p- plugged a black person into that mm-hmm. role. Yeah. And, and we're just like, Ugh. you know, that's mm-hmm. why. And and you know we under we know when there's not a, when there's not a black person or oh, black yeah. writer in that yeah. room, so that's why diversity is so important to us because we know mm-hmm. we know already. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why like Spider Verse and Little Mermaid at least like uh, domestically were hits because yeah. people want to see that shit internationally. That's a different story because in a lot of ways, and this is like what's so fucked up about being just a black or brown person in America is knowing that this place sucks. America, like, is really shitty towards us. It's terrible. It has yet to reckon with its history. But internationally, there's some places that are way worse. Yeah. Way worse that just blatantly, like, oh, no, I'm not going to see that just because it stars a black person. Yeah. Like, I refuse. And that's that's what's... Well, but... And, and it's also, you know, obviously... Yeah. The, <laughs> the main yeah. aspect of, of what it is... But, like, they don't even, you know, there are movies where a black person is the star of the film and they're not on the poster. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is nuts. Yeah, John Boyega was cut out of the Star Wars poster. Yeah. In some international countries, yeah. It's, it's fucking crazy, dude. You know, but, you know, so people, you know, oh, racism doesn't, like, yeah, look at the world, though. Look at the world around you. We did uh, see some movie trailers as yes, well as we trailers did. for some TV shows. Um, starting with After Party Season 2, that's going to be coming on Apple uh, TV+. Plus. Uh, did you watch the first season? No. It was a lot of fun, man. I, you know what? It's funny because after seeing the, the trailer, I was just like, I actually re- really need to watch this. Yeah, man. I mean, the first, I think that it seems like the second season is going to follow a similar uh, format where every episode is a different perspective. Hmm. Of somebody, and then it's going to be a different um, so movie. So is, is it all a who a who done it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so the first season was at this after party um, for like this uh, high school reunion, and essentially every episode is a different witness and their perspective of what happened, and it's a different genre movie. Mm-hmm. So like one will be an action, one will be an animated thing, one will be a musical, things like that. Gotcha. So it's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's by the Lord and Miller team who just did Spider Verse, and so. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just curious to know. So Tiffany Hash is not canceled. No, no, she's she, back. She just went away for a while. She just like kept low for a while. She she you know made a video with the girl and was like, hey oh, girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And then and she paid. Like, she was like, she wrote a check. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> she wrote a check. <laughs> you ready for this check? I'm about to write you. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't gonna bounce. I swear. <laughs> but I'll go with you to the. I'll go with you to the bank. <laughs> but hey hey um. Can you make sure you get the account numbers right? Because I don't want this to bounce. Please, please. <laughs> um, another TV show, Warrior Season 3, oh, is coming man. at the end of this month. 29th, baby. It looks dope. June 29th. It looks dope. I mean, they can only do so more, se- so many more seasons, though, right? I feel like there's one more season left in it. Because when yeah, you just think about the so. budget and then the scope of the story, like, it can either go on forever or they need to tie it. Like, they need to wrap it up soon. Because I don't want it to go, I don't want it to be one of those series that go too long in the tooth. Oh yeah, I mean, considering how good it is, yeah, um, yeah, it, it, it's it, I, we probably only have like one season left mm. after this one, so probably season four will be yeah. it. If it if it stretches to a season five, I'd be surprised. Me too, me too. Um, they could always wrap it up with a movie, which would be cool. Um, that would be awesome. But yeah, it all ends with them dying, right? They're all gonna die. I mean, everyone dies, but there's there's some bloodshed to be had with these, the main characters. Well, I mean. There's always bloodshed. Yeah. Well, I think, I think like we're going to start seeing some real main characters get killed now. Well, I, I, I think th- we're heading to that territory. Actually, I would say that because you're this movie's based around. I mean, movie uh, shows based around the gold rush. Yeah. Uh, so like, you're gonna also probably uh, see the introduction of more like high tech weapons mm. and things like that, yeah. which are going to change the landscape. Got it. And then, uh, you know, I mean, you know, basically this is almost like the story of California from an Asian person's perspective mm. or Chinese perspective, you know, a- around that time. So, like, you got to see what was going on uh, back then. It, it is very interesting. After you buy it, that's what it's all about. Guns and butter, baby. Little dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> You little uh, dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> That's such a great role. He should have been nominated for an Oscar. Um, we did watch the trailer for Day Clone Tyrone, which is an upcoming Netflix movie starring John Boyega, Tiana motherfucking Taylor, uh, Paris, 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, who? Well, Tiana Taylor <laughs> bad as fuck, too. Uh, and Jamie Foxx, um, in regards to three different characters that are uh, dis- uh, discovered nefarious government conspiracy. To clone niggas. Mm-hmm. Yo, they cloning niggas out here. This shit's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks really fun. Directed by Jewel Taylor. It, it looks a lot of fun. I mean, it looks wackadoo. The costumes, the cinematography, everything looks fun. Yeah. It just has to make sense. <laughs> That's the only thing. But hopefully, hopefully it's a it's a fun time that, you know, it's so silly, it doesn't have to make sense. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but I'm, it, I mean, it could be a little bit yeah. of nigga babble. I'm just glad, though. I am glad that John Boyega is starting to, I don't know what it took. Maybe it took the Black Lives Matter uh, speech he did. But the fact that black creators really took him under their wing and are giving him good shit to do. Yeah. Because I remember, like, Attack the Block, like, was so fucking good. And then hearing that he was going to be in Star Wars, I'm like, that makes perfect sense. Like, like I would love to see what this kid can do, like, leading a Star Wars movie. Mm. And as we know, they fucking sidelined Finn. Mm-hmm. He just became, like, the token black kid. Like, that shot it for a white woman the whole yeah. time. Um, which I did see a fun meme about Force Awakens where they said it's about an interracial couple that's being uh, stalked by a dude with a red cross, which is <laughs> fucking great. Uh, but I'm glad to see him doing shit like this. It started with like the Steve McQueen, I think, series um, with small acts. And like, because I was really worried about that Detroit time. I was like, John Boyer, like, what, who are your people? Like, who's, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you yeah. doing? But then uh, between... They clone Tyrone looks really good. The Woman King, Woman and, King yeah. Breaking was really good. That's mm-hmm. a small movie that no one really saw, but that's really intense. He was really good in that. Like the kid's doing his thing, and he's still really young. He's uh, thirty-one years old. So yeah, good for you, young king. Um, and then Craven the fucking Hunter, same team that brought us fucking Amazing Spider-Man two and Venom and Morbius. This shit looks. I mean. Craven the Hunter is such a cool character when he has Spider-Man as a foil and when he's not being magically enhanced by lime blood or some shit. Yep. What is this movie doing? And it's directed by a good dude, Jason Kander. He's a solid director. I don't know what the fuck is this movie, dude. And then at the end, they did a teaser for the Rhino. What's a random guy who's like, you know what they call me, the rhino? I'm like, just bring back Paul Giamatti in that fucking weird metal suit yeah, then. Yeah, Because essentially, this feels like it's probably Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man universe, so just do that shit. Yeah. Because how are we going to tie in all these villains together? That shit's going to be garbage. Yeah. Aaron Taylor, and here's the frustrating thing about it, because he already played, um, what's his name, in Avengers 2, right? Aaron Taylor Johnson, he played, um, not Whiplash. What's the nigga that runs really fast? Uh, Quicksilver. Quicksilver. He played Quicksilver in Avengers 2, right? So he can't play... Because I'm like, he actually... In Spider-Man 4, he, it'd be dope to bring Kraven. I think they initially wanted to bring Kraven in for Spider-Man 3. Yeah. But then they started playing around with the multiverse shit. Yeah. I'm like, that would have been... Because like, he's young enough where he he's a little bit older than um, Tom Holland. So it's even more like intense because it's like, oh, this guy's like in his prime. Yeah. Whereas Craven, like, he's older, but, like, in the comics, he's a fucking badass. Yeah. But this is just, like, it just looks stupid. There's very few trailers where I'm looking, I watch, and I'm like, why does he have lion eyes? Because he's the man hunter. Like, Craven, I think, would eat, like, potions and shit, but he never, like, had magical blood that enhanced his skills where he became an animal himself. Like, if we get a fucking scene of him eating a raw steak, I'm going to lose my mind. 
They're gonna do it. They're gonna do it, right? They're gonna do it. It's gonna be so. St- and then Russell Crowe's father, who I was like, why is he talking in an accent? But then, yeah, his son doesn't. The have son the doesn't. I was like, what is going? I mean, because yeah, I'll tell you why. Russell Crowe does whatever the fuck he wants. Apparently, true. true. Hey man, I mean, he's a psychopath, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> he still got a little bit of juice in him. It looks like, um, not just because he's fat, uh, <laughs> but because it's you know he's he's out here working still. Yeah. But I mean, this movie looks garbage. I, they got to stop doing these these Sony Spider Man villain movies. I am not impressed with your performance. <laughs> <laughs> but that is it for movie news and trailer reactions this week, everybody. Uh, remember, you can follow me and American Collins on all the social media platforms, AmericanCollins.com for shows and tickets. I'm going to be doing stand up on Friday, July seventh. If you're in the New York area, come fuck with me at Union Hall. Friday, July seventh, ten p.m. Me and the homie Mike Brown are hosting our Comedy Outliers show. Again, tickets are available at AmericanCollins.com. And you can follow the show at Media P Podcast on all social media platforms. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube page at YouTube.com slash P Podcast so you can learn about all future reviews and celebrity interviews on that channel. And trust me when I say you want to have an alert set for an upcoming celebrity interview I'm doing. It's going to be bonkers. And uh, Justin, if you want to support the show financially as well as follow you, what can they do, my brother? Guys, you can follow me at Jay Brown did it on uh, the socials. Yeah, but you can support this show in one way, and not just only this one way only, but still patreon.com slash medium popcorn. We have two dollar, five dollar, ten dollar, fifteen dollar packages. That's right. So if you like movies you like reviews you like our backlog episodes you like mini episodes mm-hmm. it's all on patreon so again patreon.com slash medium popcorn please leave us a five-star review leave us a little something on our voicemail 347-508-0978 and if you're feeling extra froggy mm. grab yourself a little something from tpublic.com slash medium popcorn get yourself some of that swag baby swag swag, swag, swag. That's what I'm talking about, baby. And special shout out to our researcher and producer, Yuvia Gilliam, for all of her support. And special thanks, as always, to the fans. You guys help keep the show alive. We appreciate you. We love you. And we will see y'all next time. Back to our original program. Mm-hmm. Grab yourself by the butt. And put some popcorn in it. That you might itch a lot. With the soul in the curve. Medium popcorn, we are two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brandon Collins, that's me. And Justin Brown for your moving needs. Medium popcorn, Woo. you haven't seen it, well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pisses or your butt.